Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, today's message. Tonight, just open up your spirit, open up your hearts. You are here to encounter the Lord your God and let him become your principal focus. Let no man take the place of God in your life. Let no situation take the presence of God in your life. Let your singular focus be on Jehovah God. And I believe that tonight is going to lift you up. It's going to lift you up. Lift up your right hand wherever you are and say, with me, say Father, Father tonight, tonight I, declare, I declare my heart is open my heart is and open. my mind is ready, mind is ready to receive with humility, receive with humility your, word, your word that will transform my life, that will save my soul, that will bring my change. Tonight, by your word, I receive wisdom for living and my life will never be the same again. Say, Oh God, tonight, as I hear your word, I will make contact will make with the spirit of wisdom, spirit of wisdom which, will me, which will lift me to my next level. My next Thank level. you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus Somebody name. shout a big amen. amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Celebrate him. Kindly take your seats. I will let's appreciate the choir. Hallelujah. Wow. What a glory. What a glory. What a glory. What a glory. Hallelujah. There's no place like the presence of God. And it's in the presence of God that we receive the fullness of all that God has prepared for us. Our inheritance is in his presence. The Bible says that, and now I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'll be built up by the word of his grace. Is that I give you over unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to grant you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. So your inheritance is among those who are sanctified. And these are the ones who dwell in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight, as we engage the word of God, you experience grace. As, as we engage the word of God, you will experience grace. I said, as we engage the word of God, you will experience grace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And there shall be a delivery of your inheritance. I said, there shall be a delivery of your inheritance. This month, one of the things that the Lord has been teaching us is about uh, uh, the del- we are being delivered or delivery of the promises of God. And whenever we talk about the promises of God, one of the things we should understand is that it relates to our inheritance. What God has spoken concerning our lives that he's going to do to us. In fact, when you study the life of the believers and also the Israelites, one of the things that they were hanging themselves upon was upon the promises of God. 
in second uh corinthians chapter number one the verse number 20 the bible tells us about the promises of god and it says that in christ in christ the promises of god are yea and in him they are amen all the promises of god there are such things such spiritual assurances that are known as the promises of god is the christianity is not just about coming to church and then representing yourself in the house of god writing your name that are in the books of the church and saying that i'm a member no christianity is about a relationship with god and you cannot have a relationship without becoming aware or knowledgeable of what he's saying so your christianity is incumbent on the level of revelation that you walk in when you say you're a christian what does it mean to you what does it mean to you? Is it just that, oh, I'm born again and I can speak in tongues? Hallelujah. Is, it, is that all that it is about? Or do you understand what the details of your Christianity is about? Do you understand what has been made available to you? Do you understand where you were and where you have been translated to? Do you understand the placement, where you have been placed? What are the conditions that are working in that place? How you can work the kingdom of God, how you can work the manifestations of all God has made available for you. These are the details of Christianity. Is a religion as when you practice Christianity without understanding what you are doing. So you come to church and then you see everybody lifting up hands and you also lift up hands and then you come, you are, what exactly are you doing? What exactly are you doing? You need revelation. So in the book of Ephesians chapter number 1, you read from the verse 16 to the verse number 18, Paul prays for the Ephesian church and he prays for one thing for them, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And he prays that this spirit of wisdom and revelation will open their eyes, the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened so that they may know the hope, they may know something. After tonight's service, may you know something that God has made available for you may you know may you come to an awareness of truth he said for we know that all things work together for good so things don't just work together we know we must come to that awareness that knowledge of it that knowledge of it we must know something he said, and to know the love of christ uh, which has and to, which surpassed all knowledge so we need to know the love of christ he said, he gives us to know the length, the breadth, the width, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled with the fullness of God. You see, you cannot walk in the fullness of, your, of, of God in your life. You cannot walk in the fullness of your spiritual position until you come to a place of awareness. Um, Ephesians chapter number 3. Let's read something quickly. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to the verse number 20. Look at something over here. These are the details of Christianity. These are the things that we need to uh, we need to meditate upon. He prays for them again over here. He says that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He was praying for them. In fact, let's read from the verse number 15. Somebody needs to understand that this is a prayer that he was praying for them. Uh, let's start from verse 14. Mm. Glory. So for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he was praying for them on his knees. Who is, uh, uh, let, let's go to verse, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. 
his name. Let's go on verse number 16. So now he tells us the details of his prayer that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by spirit in the inner man. Let's go on. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith and you being rooted and grounded in love. You see, these are spiritual things. Many people don't even understand these words. They are just looking for, oh, uh, and God is going to open a door for you. Amen. God is going to kill your enemies. Amen. God is going to grant you your heart's desires. Amen. You see, but do you know that those are the shallow areas of Christianity? The deep areas of Christianity come with our identity and our peace personality in him who are you in him if any man be in christ oh glory to god he is a new creature is it where you are walking in the light of your identity you don't run after miracles miracles become your daily lifestyle he said for these signs shall follow not they shall these signs shall be ahead of them for them to follow these signs shall follow them that believe them that believe. So, the precedent is that they should believe. And it says that when they believe, these signs will follow them. So, Christianity is actually not just about you following Christ, but certain miracles, signs and wonders following you. Following you. But it is premised upon your faith. And how can you have faith except you know Except you know, you come to a place of a revelation. So your Christianity actually should be a journey of seeking. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Seeking him. Seek that person that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. That is Christianity. Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter number 10. Let's read from the verse number 11. From the verse number 11, he said, For the scripture has said, Whosoever believeth on him. But let's start from the verse number 9 so that we'll catch some context over here. He had talks about salvation, how a man can be saved. He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. Simple, simple. It's not about if we we'll carry uh, bricks and then uh, do some press ups and gymnastics and we shall be saved. He says that if we will confess with our mouth, salvation is one of the simplest processes in the, in the world. That is why many people are finding it difficult to be saved. Because they want to work hard and deserve their salvation. But he says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and not only that you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So confession and believing in your heart. Confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. Those are the two things for your miracles to always happen. Confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. What you believe in your heart, you should confess with your mouth. What you confess with your mouth, you should believe in your heart. Do you understand me? And so sometimes one can come before the other. So there are times you may not fully believe something, but start confessing it anyway. As you confess, eventually you believe. Do you realize that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in heart, here he mentions what? Confession first. So the mouth must go first. 
the mouth must go. But there are times the heart can also go first. So in the verse number 10, for the heart, with the heart man believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth confessions made on salvation. So these processes, sometimes the one can come before the other. But constantly, if you want to keep walking in faith and keep walking in the power of God, these two must always be something that you are operating in your life. Making the right confession, speaking the right words. You may start not believing, but if you keep confessing it well enough and going deeper into the word, eventually you catch faith for that thing. I'm a billionaire. I'm a rich man. I can never be poor. Oh, the riches of Christ are mine. Rabba Shantalaba. Poverty has died in my life. Look at me. I'm a murderer. I've killed poverty. <laughs> What are you talking about? Is it somebody, instead of learning these words, I'm saying, go and say that the person is looking at me uninterested. You should be learning something so that you go and say it. I have killed poverty. I have killed poverty. And today it may look like poverty is sitting upon your head, but keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. So, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Uh, maybe one day I have to take that whole chapter. It's full of riches because I can give you the background of this. It's starting from the from the verse number one. It gives us uh, the spiritual principle by which confession and believing work together for salvation. Anyway, so so with the heart man believing righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let's go on. Yeah, for the scripture has said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Hallelujah. So if you believe on him, he says that it has already been written, you shall never be ashamed. I say you shall never be ashamed. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's continue. Uh-huh. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. He said, when you know some of these scriptures, when you are praying, Lord, you said you are rich towards those who call upon you. As I pray to you during this night fire, I receive your riches in my life. In the name of Jesus. And you remember, you connected to another scripture. He said, the, my God shall supply all your need according to what? His riches in glory. Is rich unto, uh, unto all who call upon him. So God is rich. He's, he's gracious. He's abundant in supply. It's as though God is in a hurry to give to you. He that lacks wisdom should ask unto him. Should ask of God. Who giveth, he gives without holding back. Glory to you. So it's rich unto all that call upon him. It's rich unto all that call upon him. Now, let's continue, please. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh-huh. Yeah, for how then shall they call on him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe of, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You see, most of the time we use this in encouraging people to uh, share the gospel because people must hear the message before they will be saved. But actually, it also talks about how our lives in Christ should be lived where we are able to generate the faith for living. In fact, let's continue to verse number 17 so uh, I can break some things down. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Let's go on. Yeah, verse 16 and 17. So, yeah, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. But they have said, who shall believe our report? Verse number 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So he tells them that the reason why they can call on the name of the Lord is because somebody has come to preach to them. And when the person preached what? The word of God to them, they believed because they heard the word. And when they heard, they called upon. You see, the thing you can actually read it from downwards upwards for you to see the actual progression of things. You see, he breaks it, he brings it from the end result to the source products. So he said that when they call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. But how shall they call upon him of whom, on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? You see, he starts from the end and he, he, he breaks it down to the beginning. Now, if you are studious, somebody who is studious and intelligent, you'll be able to see the principle over there. So, he ends by giving us the foundational principle. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, the word of God is that information that God gives you. The knowledge of his will, his mind, his purposes, his plans, and his intents. So, when you hear the word, faith comes to your spirit. And now you begin to live the life of glory that God has called us to. When you hear God's word, you come to a place of knowledge. Out of that knowledge is where your faith is born. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. The word of God is a substance of faith. So, the more of God's word you hear, the more you believe. Or the more, listen to me, the more of God's word that you hear, the greater your chances of believing. The greater the chances of you having faith in what you are hearing. So you expose yourself to more of God's word. Eventually, there's going to come to a point in time when the word of God will gain entrance. We remember he said that entrance of his word give it light and bring it understanding to the simple. And when that light comes, that light becomes the light that shines upon thy, your ways. So that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is not just the word of God. Though. There are people who are reading, who are reading Bible and then they died. But it, as they get, kept exposing themselves to the word of God, the ones to, unto whom the entrance will be granted, the revelation will come into their hearts. Then the revelation that they have received become a lamp or a light that they put on the path of their life to show them what they have to do about life. And then they begin to see miracles and begin to see the glory of God in their lives. So it is something you can actually work out. That's the beauty of the word of God. When you understand Christianity from this light, you don't go chasing after miracles, but you begin to chase after your identity. You begin to chase after knowledge. You begin to chase after God from his word. He said, you search the scriptures, for therein you think you shall encounter eternal life. So the Jews understood what it meant to be meditating on the scriptures, meditating on the word of God. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. What did he say? He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. You see it over there again. The mouth and the heart connection. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And thou shalt observe to do all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make who will make your way? You. Thou shalt, then shalt thou make thy way prosperous. And thou shalt have good success. So, it's amazing. Many a times when we talk about success and prosperity, for the religious Christian or the baby Christian, we think that God is the one who's supposed to make our way prosperous. 
But as we go into the word of God, realize that it is we who can make our way prosperous. So then shalt thou make thine way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So last week I was sharing with you five things you can do with your life. Five wise things you can do with your life. And I shared with you uh, that the first wise thing you can ever do with your life is to give your life to Jesus Christ. To become born again. Number two, I went into the wisdom of building. And I shared with you that wise men build. So you must make building a project of your life. Make sure your life is building something. You are building a house. You are building a business. You are building a legacy. Make sure that there's a project that your life is about. When you wake up in the morning, you go to bed at night. What is the reason for the distance between your waking up and your sleeping? What have, have you been engaging your life in? It should be directed towards something that you are building. Let me throw a shit at some of those who are in such a hurry to travel outside the country. Why, what are, why are you traveling outside the country? What are you going to do? What is the reason for which you are going to where you are going? You need to get a reason for that. It's not just about Yenke. God, I got to go to Yenke. Oh, you just want to go and come and come and give us Britain English. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> Uh, you know, if there is a Lord, there must be a reason. I hope you are getting me. No, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with traveling outside, but there, it should be parts. If you want to go outside, it should be parts of the, the, the building that you are building. It should go to achieve an end. In it. No, it, it shouldn't be an end in itself. Somebody's biggest testimony I've got a visa, so what? What is it going to achieve? Are we together here? Wise men build. By wisdom, a house is built. So you need to be building. Your how your life should be engaged in a process of building. What are you building in your life? What is your life? What is the project of your life? What are you working on? Glory to Jesus. And the third one I shared with you all, I started sharing with you, was about living by the word of God. So I gave you, Jesus said that uh, in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, that man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Listen, wisdom is important. Wisdom is the spice of life. What is wisdom? Knowing what to do from the word of God and doing it. Wisdom will cause your face to shine. So the wiser you are, the brighter your life will be shining. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, the verse number 1. It says that a man's wisdom will cause his face to shine. So more wisdom means more shining. More wisdom, more shining. If you want your life to be beautiful, it should be a journey of wisdom. That's why the Holy Ghost is put on my heart to share with us wise things. The message may seem disconnected because it's not flowing in a particular direction by giving us wisdom principles, wisdom nuggets by which we can live our lives, by which we can express our lives. Listen to me. Wisdom is an answer to suffering, hunger, and pain. One wise strategy of Joseph, and it delivered him from a life of limitedness. He was a prisoner, and it delivered him from suffering and pain. And the Bible tells us that through that same wisdom, through that same wise counsel that Joseph gave, he was able to not just deliver himself, he delivered the entire world from the suffering of hunger and poverty. 
So wisdom is a deliverance. Wisdom can deliver. May your wisdom deliver you. I said, may your wisdom deliver you. If our wisdom is better than strength and weapons of war. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 16 said, then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised. His words are not heard. But listen to the preamble. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than strength. There are some people who are busily going to the gym from morning to evening, building muscles to show to the girls. Instead of feeding their minds. Instead of feeding their minds. When you get money, what do you spend your money? All your money is in your stomach. So you have built your mansions in your stomach. You are carrying a challenge. I've got to get in shape. Uh, some to order. Yeah, looking at child, how they will shape their beard and then put some some cream in the in the. And it's now the, when you see the men, their beard is silky. My God. And they take and now even they carry extra comb in their pocket for their beard. They are building castles in their beard. See a young lady every time the hair. One lady said she couldn't come to church because her, she, because her hair was not looking nice. Her hair was not looking nice. <laughs> Look at the investments. They are investing in the hair. Well, you should be investing in wisdom. Investing in wisdom. Wisdom is better than strength. Tell somebody, wisdom is better than strength. Don't you spend money, buy books. Buy books. Somebody was saving money to go and buy Mary Kay. Is it Mary Kay or Mar- no, Mary Kay? Because she has said that her friends have been using that for makeup, so she too, she wants to use it. Spending money. Get when you get money, buy books. Buy books. Things that will improve you. Buy data. Go to so that you can go to Port Bain. When it's not it's not you don't go to Port Bain only when we are live. There are messages over there. So when you are not live, you know, but we are not dead. But when we are not live, you can still go there and go and download the messages and listen. Are you understanding me? Anytime you are thinking about money, all you are thinking is, I have to change my mattress, I have to change my shoe, I have to change my dress. That's all you are thinking about. Wisdom is better than strength. So, invest in wisdom. Tell somebody, invest in wisdom. Invest in transportation to come to church, come and hear me preaching the word of God to you. (laughs) Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Tell somebody invest in wisdom. Wisdom is better than strength. If you read the preamble, uh, the background of this scripture, a poor, a poor man, but he was wise. He delivered a small city from a mighty, a mighty nation that was attacking them. So he concluded the matter by saying, wisdom is better than strength. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse number 10. He said, if the iron be blunt, and you do not wet the edge. That means that you don't sharpen the edge. When you have a blunt axe. I don't know what that means. Axe. Axe. He said, if the axe is blunt and you do not sharpen. Can you give me New King James or a, a simpler uh, translation? So that we can. Uh, if the axe, look at that, is dull. How many of us have been have, have found before we have 
you are you you you've, you've been punished to do some weeding before, or you didn't. You are not punished, but you are weeding yourself. Uh, let me change that. <laughs> Hallelujah. And have you who has done that? <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the past tense of weed because uh, before we go and say word, how many of you have word? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So I'm I'm mixing the English, doing English mixing mixing here. You see, whilst Michael is mixing the sound at the back, I'm mixing the English so that I'll avoid word or weeded. Because up to now, there's still a, there's still a, a, a contention on whether it is, is it we are, are you wedding or you are weeded? Weeded in. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> All right. What are the weeded gang? Weeded. Uh, and what are the weird people? And what about those who don't know at all? Hey, we are here. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap of free now. Mm. So, when your cutlass is dull, is blunt, you realize that you have to put in more energy, right? More energy. Ah, I can see people have wedded or weeded. He <laughs> said that, and one that's not sharp in the edge, then he must use more strength. But look at that. He said, but wisdom brings success. The old King James says that, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Do you know what that means? It means that even when your axe is blunt, there's a direction you can actually target the weeds that you will still be able to cut it with much ease and go in the usual direct way. Wisdom will still give you success even when you have a blunt edge. Think about it. This is deep. That means that you may not even have a PhD, but you can be doing better in life if you have wisdom than someone who has a PhD. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I Glory to God. (laughs) What are you talking about? Wisdom is profitable to direct. Nowadays, when you go on Facebook, you can see that the way people have suffered in school and they are still suffering in life. You say, ah, so drawing the cockroach, because <laughs> eh, what? Reverse what constant? K is constant. K is constant. K K is constant. Nansumi nimse constant. No sin ere sati. And when you na ni kra ni say, I saw somebody say ne ye me hear ni sa differentiation, dydx, dydx lady. Because you can see this is a talk of frustration. Well, Bill was gonna say the YDS no who's that now they were barbara booms on Obre. But oh Nimsa, it is not about all that knowledge. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom is profitable to direct. So wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than getting all the money in the world. No, because wisdom can give all of those things. 
can bring everything that you are looking for. All of those things are end products. The real prime product, the real thing that will bring that, that is wisdom. It's wisdom. So your life must be expended in wise ventures. In wise ventures. In fact, as you go deeper in life, you realize that wisdom actually is strength. You know that when you see Jack, Jack Chan fighting some macho man, a smallish body, but yet he will kill, kill, pull, kill, pull, and then you realize that the macho man has fallen down. Yeah, Tom Poe. Tom Poe come very strong. And then, uh, what was his name? No, 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 Van Damme is too muscular. I want some of the slim, one of the slim ones. Uh, Jet Lee, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee cries. Oh, that is, no, no. He, he scares the people before he beats them. And the sound alone that he's making. <laughs> that everybody beats him. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. But then, is it somebody maybe slim? But then he has learned various uh, points of the body. When you touch this point, the person freezes. So in all the person's macho, you just hit something on the neck and the person is stuck. You see, energy points. They call them chi. Get ready. Yeah. One of these days I'll line you up and say, bring your belt over here. Now that's when you see people bringing their ties and their tying on their, their waist that is their belt. Hey, give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So wisdom is better than strength, but wisdom is strength. So the slim macho guy who may not have that muscular strength of the, of the muscular guy, may have wise ways of fighting and end up being stronger because he's learned how to use his lightweight, his speed, various parts of the body that he can target, which will have more damage than other parts. There are some people you may beat them and hit them and hit them. They will not suffer real damage until you hit certain parts of the body. I don't want to show you because some of you may be killers. They turn into killers over here. What are you talking about? Do you know you can shoot somebody about 10 rounds of bullets and the person may still not die? Because you may not have targeted vital organs. <laughs> that immediately tells me I will not send you to be the one in fighting to be in front of the army. You will kill us all. Because by the time we get there, they are beating you and you. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. Why wisdom? Wisdom. Wisdom is strength. And the Bible tells us very specifically, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 19. It said, wisdom strengthened the wise more than ten mighty men which are in a city. Wow. Wisdom strengthens. Wisdom strengthens. Proverbs chapter 25, 24 verse 5. He said, a wise man is strong. A wise man is strong. Isaiah 33 verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. And the strength of salvation. So strength of salvation is from wisdom. Is from wisdom. That is why I've been sharing with uh, the Lord later on how to share that with you. Five wise things that you can do with your life. I've shown you the first two already. Uh, give your life to Christ. Second, Build something. Build something. You see, 
If you are growing beyond 22 years old and there's nothing that you are living your life towards, you are not working on anything, brother, sister, you are getting to feel well. You are getting to feel well. There's nothing that you are you are directing your life towards that this is what I am building. Some of you should have a target that by age 30, I should have built my own house. By age 35, I should have had this and that. There should be something that you are working towards, something that you are building. I've shared on all of that already. Go back to the podcast. Go and listen to it. Build houses, build families, build legacies, build businesses. Build something. Solomon, the wisest man, was a constant builder. He built the house of God, a temple, and then he built a house for the king, the castle. And then the Bible tells us that he was not tired of those two things. Some of us, we built something small, and then we are, yeah, me and my family, my God. The man started building cities. Cities upon cities upon cities. Second Chronicles chapter 8, you read from the verse number 1 to the verse number 6. You see, he built Haram. Let me start from verse 1. And it came to pass at the end of 20 years, wherein Solomon had built the house of the Lord and his own house. So you see two buildings over there, the house of the Lord and his own house. And then verse 2, the Bible starts talking about cities that he built. That the cities which Hiram had given to Solomon, Solomon built them. He built cities and he, square, and he settled the children of Israel there. You should build cities where your children will come and enjoy. Businesses where your children's children, they don't have to struggle. You see, many people are are, are, are playing a gamble with their destiny and the destiny of their children. You pay so much for your children to go to school and they come out and there are no jobs in the country. You see, it is better to build a business that when your children have gone to school and even if they don't go to school, you can still work here. Build something. A transgenerational vision should be the vision of your life. Lord, show me something that I can build that generations, four, five, six, ten generations will still benefit from. Lord, show me something. Help me to build something. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That is when you are choosing a man to marry. Don't just look at the sweetness of the face. No. Check the sweetness of the vision. Listen to the wisdom of the person. Man, guys, oh, uh, I've been, uh, I'm not getting anywhere. None of them seems. Let, let me get settled for anything. Uh, then you'll be settled and you settle your children's life and their destiny is right there. You have just settled them. Nothing more. Nothing more. They behave you. You know, did you realize that they use that for Loto? They are telling you a message. <laughs> and Loto, a thousand people stake Loto, how many win? Think about it. So, be a builder. And I said, the third one, which I was trying to explain before I decided to do a quick recap, is the living by the word. When you get to know the word of God, 
you can use the word of God to fashion your life. He said, how shall they call on him? Meaning the calling on him is an action that they are supposed to do. He said, let this word, the book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, which is the word of God. It shall not depart out of your mouth, but you meditate on it day and night. And that you observe to do all that is written in daring, meaning live your life by the word of God. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall inherit success. You can create your success. You can create your success by living according to the word of God. Meditating on it, speaking it, and then aligning your life to God's word. That is wisdom. When you align your life to it, you make your way prosperous and you make your way successful. Now, I'm trying to bring a number of scriptures together for you to catch an understanding over there. So, he said that when they call on him, they shall be saved, they shall be delivered, they shall experience great things, they shall be healed, they shall be successful, they shall be saved. And he tells us that it comes by knowing whom you are supposed to call upon through hearing the word of God. Faith coming by hearing, hearing the word of God. So, in that same mystery, Jesus begins to uh, tell them uh, in Matthew 4, 4 and Luke 4, 4, that Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And I was telling you that he was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter number 8, the verse number 3. And in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, let's look at it together. Last week, that's where I ended on high because I realized most people did not understand me very well. So he said, he humbled you and allowed you to hunger. And he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, this sounds like a mouthful. So let me break it down a bit. So if we could take out, I don't know how good you are with this, but if you take out the part about which you did not know and your fathers did not know. So he said that he humbled thee and he suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. So he fed thee with manna that you may know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That meant manna was a message to them. The manna that they were eating was actually supposed to be teaching them how they were supposed to be living their lives. How did the manna come? It came by a prophetic word. Somebody, are you catching me? The word of God, Jesus, is the person of the word. And the Holy Spirit is also the spirit of the word. So, even though they did not have a Bible back then, the Holy Spirit spoke a word through the prophets, and he told them that, hey, I'm going to give you manna. So, manna did not come from a living tree or a physical tree or a natural tree. It came by the word of God. They woke up in the morning because God spoke it. Manna had come down. So, what they were supposed to be seeing was not the manna, but how the manna came. It came by the word. So, the manna is telling you that if you were able to sustain your physical life by manna, the bread, what you should know is that it is the word that produced the manna that actually sustains your life. So, man does not live by bread, but by the word of God. Now, in giving them manna, he gave them a way of processing the manna also to give them a message. There's something about the word of God. The word of God can produce other words from God. 
That is why he said that this book of the law, in other words, something had been written already. He said that don't throw away what has been written and say, I'm going to get new words from God. But what Moses, my servant, told you, let it remain in your mouth and meditate on that same thing. Is as you meditate on that word, you begin, that is the logos, you begin to gain rema, insight, understanding into that rema. So manna is like the logos of God's word. What is already existing, what God has already given to us, that message, that prophecy that you received, it was that like a logos. Logos. What did you do with the logos? He said, when you get the manna, manna was like hard. It was hard like stone. They could not just go and eat it. So they took it through processing. They will crush it or they will mill it. And after that, they will bake it. And after they have baked it, they will shape it into cake. They cannot use the original manna to shape into cake. Have you ever seen flour and then you saw the flour and then you started making a cake out of it? It's not possible. It will be powder. It will, you put it, it will not work. So you take it through a process so after they have done all gone through all their process then they could shape the cake they could shape the manner that they have taken through processing into cake some will do it loud shape cake some will shape it like a dog some will shape it like a cat some will shape it like whatever some will even shape, shape it like a sword some will shape it like a spectacles now in our generation we see all kinds of cake what is it telling you after you have taken the manner through various processing it gets to a point where you cannot shape it into the way you want it to be. When you receive the word of God and you take it through the process of meditation, thinking about it, letting the word be broken down, letting the word be assimilated, there's a point of revelation that you get to that now that word that you have been hearing now becomes a personal word that you can use to produce your personal miracle. They, they cannot clap because they don't know whether they understand it or not. So don't don't let peer pressure cause you to clap. Some of you are habitual non clappers. Don't worry. Amen and amen. <laughs> but I, I don't know whether you are getting me. So he said that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. You are supposed to do something with the book of the law. What are you supposed to do? Let it be in your mouth. Chew it. Eat it. Process it. Let it be in your heart. Meditate on it. Can I ask you a question? How often do you think about the word of God? That prophetic word that you have received concerning your life. Some of you, if I ask you the prophecy you received one year ago, you will not even remember. You will not remember. You know, remember the other day uh, I was speaking to the mentors and the testimony that they came to share, they had already shared it with me. And they said something, said they have a book of prophecy, prophecy that I gave them. So they go back to it every now and then and they engage it in prayer. What are they doing? They have gotten the coriander seed of manna and they are milling it, crushing it. Sometimes the prophecy has not manifested because it has not reached cake level yet. Oh. You are still in the middle of the journey. It has not gotten to the point where that prophecy, oh, and the word put on flesh and dwelt amongst us. It is not until it was it was still the word. Listen, Jesus Christ was already existing in the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, uh, whatever, uh, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, 
Judges, first and second Chronicles, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, but you see, he was existing through the spirit of the word. He was going through the processing. The prophecies were coming from time to time through various prophets. It was the assimilation, the breaking down, the milling of the word. And the Bible says that when the fullness of time was come, that word, after he had gone through the various process, it put on flesh. And they brought amongst us. Somebody as you give attention to the word of God. As you make up your mind. That, hey. Listen. The greatest way I can live. Is not by my natural wisdom. But by the word of God. It's not by my salary. But by the word of God. It's not by opportunities that men have given me. But by the word of God. That is when you begin to actually live out a life as you're supposed to. Somebody received a prophecy, and out of that prophecy, a miracle job came. Your greatest mistake is to end your testimony over there. It, it was produced by the word of God. So don't just get, oh, I got that miracle job, and so I'm established there. No! It is in the manner you are supposed to continue doing something with it. You would need to understand, oh, somebody is not getting me over here. Father, open our ears. Open our hearts. Let the spirit of revelation function in the hearts of your children. Let insight and understanding be granted to your children tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. What do you do with the word of God that you receive? What do you do with it? I dare you challenge me on this. After we have closed, you meet somebody at the gate. Ask the person, what did Papa say? What was the third point Papa said? <laughs> Can you explain it to me? The real figure, I see. Then the person will be making the same mistake the Israelites made. They are living by manna, the bread alone, but not by the word. A wise man lives by the word. A wise man lives by the word. So in Matthew chapter number 7, what would Jesus say? He said that this is a wise man. The wise man is, is like is, is the one who hears the word that I'm sharing, I'm speaking to you, and lives by them. It's like the wise man that builds his house upon a rock. So hearing the word and living by it is wisdom. Matthew 7, we read from the 21 to the verse number 27. But where I'm, I'm quoting from directly is from the verse number 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and toward them, I will like him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell, it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. A wise man lives by the words of Jesus. What is the foundation of you even sitting here today? Is it because of somebody's invitation or you've caught a remark word from God? You have understood why you are here. You wake up in the morning, you are going to work. Where is the word of God behind you going to work? It should become the foundation upon which you are going out. You believe that nothing bad will happen to you. Are you sure nothing bad will happen to you? I sure nothing bad will happen to you. You need to have a foundation of the word of God. 
a foundation of the word of God. Don't let anybody force you to read your Bible. Go to the Bible yourself and tell your father that, Father, I need you to speak to me. I need a reason to be alive. I need a reason to be alive today. Oh, Pastor, pray for me. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. So why do you want to live? Why do you want to be alive? You need a reason. You need a reason. Tell somebody you need a reason. And it's all in the word of God. Because everybody has a reason for which they are living. So he said that those who don't do it, it's like a foolish man who built his house. The building of the house is like your life. It's your life. So somebody may live for wise reasons, another may live for foolish reasons. And he said that the wise reasons are when you live by his word. 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 Our lives and our actions shall not be weighed against. Hear me, this one is going to shock you. Our lives and our actions, one day when we stand before God, it shall not be weighed by the righteousness of God. It shall be weighed against the word of God. It shall be weighed against the word of God. John chapter 12, verse 42 to 48. It said, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. It is it's not only in our generation. Jesus cried and he said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. Listen, verse 47 is the central of this. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejected me and received not my words have one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. The word. It's similar to what God told the children of Israel. Deuteronomy 18 verse 19. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall not hearken unto my words. Which is I speak my name. I will require it of him. Listen. Life is supposed to be lived on the word of God. A wise man will live his life on the word of God. Let the word of God direct your actions. Don't let Facebook and social media direct your actions. Eh? Oh you this fool, foolish people. Fully, and then you start losing your conviction. You start losing your conviction. By day two, they want you to buy data to come and use your data to listen to them. To listen to them. So your tithe is supposed to be used for their data to listen to them. They have more wisdom than you. They have more wisdom than you. I was shocked when one guy was bashing believers for sending offerings to a certain ministry. And whilst he was talking on his on his display, there was, oh, if you want to donate to <laughs> you donate, support our broadcast. <laughs> 
Uh, it's jealousy. I said it's jealousy. They are working it. It's not working for them. Uh, but they look in the church. The Bible says that by the church, the manifold wisdom of God is revealed to the principalities and powers. They see that something is working. So they are jealous. They are jealous. They see that we don't have to kill anybody to put their blood on the floor before God prospers us. And then they will go and do all the evil. And then they will still have some strange sicknesses and they are not able to advance. It's jealousy and pain. Ego pain them all. What did I say? Yeah. Because the word of God is not closing up because of them all. We are moving on. I said we are moving on. I said we are moving on. I said we are advancing. I said we are growing. We are going places. We are taking over the world. The word. Get the word. Get the word. Get to the word. Catch the word. Oh dear. It is wisdom to live by the word. Today I intended to do all the three points. But if I start. Maybe I have to end over here. It's wisdom to live by the word. What word are you living your life on? Once as we are watching the video, stop a little and go and do some Bible studies. Study the Bible for yourself. I'm just talking about wisdom. Go and find scriptures about wisdom. Holy Ghost, give me the spirit of wisdom. Let me understand what wisdom is from the scriptures. It's not from the dictionary, from the scriptures. Prosperity. Lord, give me insight into prosperity from the scriptures. From the scriptures. God does not want us to live by our mind. He wants us to live by his word. He wants us to live by his word. It is wisdom to live by the word of God. Sweetheart, it's your parents' advice is good. But get the word. Get the word. Get to the word. What is the foundation of your life? Many people have sidetracked their lives just because they were listening to their parents. Not because it's a bad thing. Their parents were trying to do what they think they knew. You see, did you realize that in the book of Job, a he who said, I thought the gray hair should speak. I thought age carries a certain wisdom, so I kept quiet all this while. But as I was sitting there, and I was listening. I was wondering when the real wisdom will come forth. Something was tearing up in me. I was full of matter, yet I couldn't speak until I caught the revelation that there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty given him understanding. So I said, I will speak and I will speak by his words. That was the end of the discussion. When he had finished speaking, none of the elder ones could speak anymore. It was settled. It was settled. If the wisdom that your parents are giving you not the wisdom of the scriptures, don't follow. Follow the wisdom of the word. Follow the wisdom of the word. Follow the wisdom of the word. It's also important. It's also important. It will deliver you. It will save you. And you know, the amazing thing, after I saved you, it will use you to save them. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Two more points and we are done. Number four. The number four point 
two by which we can live in wisdom or five the four wise way we can live is walk in love and humility walk in love and humility these two things can improve almost every area of life our relationships marriages are broken because no nobody wants to be humble humility pride has destroyed relationships pride has destroyed business partnerships pride has destroyed friendships but we, we walking in love living a good life in humility is an expression of wisdom james chapter 3 verse 13 who is a wise man and endued with knowledge amongst you let him show it out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom but if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. The wisdom, this wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. But wisdom that is from above is first of all pure, peaceable. You see, it is wisdom to have a gentle spirit. Me, I be hard guy. You are looking foolish. According to the scriptures. He said the wisdom that comes from above is peaceable. It's peace-loving. You see, oh, sometimes we think that, oh, the one is always smiling and happy, the one who is, uh, yes, it should be peace-loving. Let's the next verse, please. I'm at verse number 17 right now. It's peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits. That's the wise thing. We need to say, uh, listen, no, 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 no. It is no godly wisdom. We need to say, uh, you every time, oh, is it, uh, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Without hypocrisy. So you are smiling at the person, but you know it is because of something. Hey, Papa, the Papa, because you know maybe there's something I'm going to ask Papa, the Papa. Hey, Papa, my Papa. Hey, the only one. One prophet. Hey. Hey. All nations. Who you're the? That wisdom, you may think you're wise, but I say that that is not the wisdom that comes from above. All I'm saying is not true. I'm using myself because maybe if I go and say something, someone say, ah, it's a time of, 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 of wow. Ah, no, no, <laughs> let me use my own. At least, glory <laughs> to Jesus Christ. Yes, don't be somebody, you are always around people just because of what you take, what you get from them. Because you want to, so, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. The wise one, according to the Lord, the one who is without pretense, he loves truly, is humble, is peaceable, he's always thinking about what he can do to help somebody. Don't come to church and have that kind of wisdom. Open up your hearts. Be peaceful and be gentle to everybody. Why smile? Smile genuinely. Now, some of us now we smile yes because we know it is a nice thing to smile at people. Plastic smile. <laughs> but let it be real. What do you think? Let it be real. 
you live longer that way. Or you see, it takes a I realize that plastic smile is very painful. You you feel it. Hey, <laughs> somebody was like, ah, how could the marriage break? I just saw some pictures that they released. They, they look so happy, you know, plastic smile. <laughs> uh, plastic smile. Plastic smile. Uh, some people can be close for that is why it is foolishness to follow social media. Nobody, uh, even I took some pictures of some uh, certain lady. And me, I thought I have done my best. No, 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 this one is not nice. This one is not nice. So it means that they select the picture that they even put out there. He said, No, you didn't get the angle. Uh, that's when I learned that there's something called angle. <laughs> angle. Memo be angle. Those of you who come to church with angle in mind. Eh? Angle. Angle means Come on. Love for real. And be humble to everybody. Be humble. Flow with everybody. Love everybody genuinely. You see, don't be afraid of everybody, but respect everybody. You don't be afraid of, or you don't fear anybody, but respect everybody. Don't position yourself that you will be slow. There's no wisdom from God. There's no wisdom from God. If people who have respect and value for you, let it be because they have seen the fruit of your good works. Good fruits. See that you are genuine and God-loving person, and they truly want to be like you. Not because you can carry yourself in a, with a certain face. And then you are, there are some people you are can, hey, when you see the face, now it's like, hey, or ball bounce back. They will carry an invisible bouncer. You cannot even get close to them. And yes, we know. Now, so it was, it was, it will be. Now, so. Uh, I'm commanding respect to you. getting close to you. Maybe now you are the career of that person's breakthrough. You are the person who, when you advise the person, look at Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus was a very little man. He climbed up Peter said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm not a guy. Come close to me. Come close to me. I want to drink tea in your house. Wow. That is how it should be. That's how it should be. Some of you should be organizing parties in your house. It's not time for church parties, but organize some. Charlie, gamblers come around. It's not it's not part of the church program, but Makuma Mechamodites. Ah. Oh. It's a Ghana economy, me and myself and I. No, be good of be full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Don't be somebody you have friends in the church and some are not your friends. Be able to flow with everybody. When we close church from now, please don't go around only those you know. In fact, intentionally don't go to people that you flow with. Go to people that you don't flow with and flow with them. Are you understanding me? There are some people when they I know where they go, the first place they go 
In fact, one of these days, uh, protocol, remind me, I'll tell you where some people go. Uh, the first person will go and look at for. Like Brian. I know when he closed. No, I know where he's coming. This one is not prophetical. This one, they are prophecy by observation. <laughs> Learn not to flow. Telling you, get a new person every day. Get a new person every day that you can say, I'm practicing wisdom. I'm practicing wisdom. And say, hey, ah, my chairman one but Charlie, who made me practice wisdom? No, say what chairman. Also go practice to be. You really practice I ever say she are you understanding me? Church will be nicer this way. Then nobody will come to church. Oh, be enemy and casa. Nobody spoke to me when I came to church. No, because we have people practicing wisdom in church. But they will catch the people and say, Oh, Charlie, hey, nice dress. So how are you? Oh, Charlie, I, I've been looking to talk to you for all this while. Flowing like that. Not flowing like that. It's wisdom, love, and humility. Love and humility. And last one, we'll close right now. <laughs> so winning. No, no, I cannot continue. People are going to work tomorrow. Be a, be a winner of souls. Okay. Win souls. The Bible says, He that wins souls is wise. I realized something. Uh, that God wants us to live a life where we are helping people to know him more. Helping people to know him more. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 13. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 13. Said that he that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. He that wins souls is a wise man. So one of the practice of wisdom is so winning. God wants us to be drawing people to him. You see, there are many human endeavors that can be classified as wise ventures, but the greatest of all of these is so winning. The greatest of all of these is so winning. It means turning the hearts of people to the Lord. Learn how to encourage people to get closer to God. Tell them, what kind of Bible? Tell them, Bible, hey, 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 Learn how to encourage people to come closer to the Lord. It's not only the pastor. Every one of us. Oh, have you had had your quiet time? Now it's disappearing in the church. I don't want to do some exercise tests right now. When was the last time you asked somebody about their quiet time? You have to read it every morning. It's important too. It will help you. And coming to church is important. It may seem as though you are spending money on transport. I see what coming to church will do for you. You cannot get anywhere. Because now, so many things are taking our attention. You know, today, it's easier to live without thinking about God than it was back a few years ago. It is easier to live only thinking about yourself and about what you eat, about what you wear, about what you drink, about where you live now. Now, it's as though humanism, humanism is increasing. So, the heart of people, he said, because iniquity shall abound. It's all a t- sign of the end times. The love of many are waxing cold. It's, and it's amazing. He didn't say that people are waxing cold, but he said the love of many. You know what that means? It means that initially they loved. Initially they loved. Initially they loved. Initially they loved. Now, they are loving their place of work, the attention that they are getting over there. 
So some receiving some believers, they will go and they'll be in a certain company for the rise. They will say they will never drink alcohol. They have started small. Hey, you, hey, oh, you can feel, hey, my master, maybe elder crowd, I don't know, go. Let me taste, let me taste. Before you realize, now Now Please, please, it is easier. And I'm a boy. Bruh. And I'm a boy now. Yes, it's, these days it's easier. It's easier. Then you go on social media, there's no God. Then after I see media, it's true. Me, I've been giving titles. Me, who is she? I'm bold. That day, ah, I don't know, yes, come. I saw record, no, yes, come. You better wake up. <laughs> see you. Protocol, no. Uh, it's on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody give a clap of free to the Lord. God wants us to be fishers of men. Daniel 12, 3. They that shall be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. They that shall turn many to righteousness as stars forever. Which one is better? Star- shining in a world that will come to an end. Or shining forever and ever. Think about it. We must let people know it's a good thing to give their lives to Christ. To live their lives for the Lord. Remind people to read their Bibles. Remind them to live in holiness. Tell them that, oh, Charlie, yeah, I know the fine girl, all the guys are coming around. But you don't you just open your legs anyhow. Then nobody will see it. But then God has seen it. God has seen it. You see, I tell people that be bold. You know, you don't know any choice. You witness, you know, you just need somebody to remind her that holding on, being chaste, living a certain life is good. It's, it's better than the other one. You can live in holiness. We need to remind each other. We need to remind each other. We need to remind each other and convince each other to come to church, to come to the house of God, so that we fellowship together. Five wise things you can do with your life. I thank God for the opportunity to make this presentation to you. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezeropronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.